0: Right, welcome to the very first episode of Fuck the Fitness Industry podcast. We've got a very special guest today, Mr. Paul Daly. Paul is going to be our guest, guest presenter. Presenter, I guess, yeah. yeah. Guest presenter, even though it's the first episode, and I guess people would expect me to present a first episode. I'm not going to. I'm going to hand it over
1: uh, to Mr. Paul Daly. Okay, so um, I'm here to find out a little bit about you and about what this podcast is about. So why fuck the fin- fitness industry like you're in the fitness industry <sighs> yourself yes so I'm in the fitness industry so yeah. why why fuck it <laughs> why fuck the fitness industry
0: you know i started this journey back in 1990, 1990 somewhere uh 95 maybe 94 95 i was around 18 when i i first joined the gym and as you do, you join a gym. And my brothers were always into uh, staying fit, karate, boxing, mainly. Bro, Dave also worked out, so I remember he passed a, a few fitness magazines down. And from that very first magazine I read, you straight away you're bombarded with things that are just not true. Mm-hmm. No, so if you pick up, as you say, I, I'm a collector of uh, old magazines, fitness industry magazines. Every single one of the magazines is not, there's lies literally throughout that magazine. Mm -hmm. Lies. And to be honest, it's got no better. It's actually got worse with the rise of the internet. Uh, An industry that could be doing so much to help what is a real crisis amongst people right now, which is obesity. fuck the fitness industry is because an industry that can be done so much is actually failing people
1: massively so like you know we're in your gym now we're in our we gym now and it's a it's a cracking gym and i'm a client here i guess the yes client, is that the right word client member. friend yeah. yeah Client, friend we don't member. call them
0: members the we members like gyms have members like no, yeah not members.
1: yeah gym family yeah. so i'm, I'm yeah. part of the gym family here um, and it's been really interesting for me, and I've, i what what you do is different from what other people do. So you've like you started this gym and everything, and you've you've got this different process. I think you focus a lot on the mental side of it. I know that's what. Well, this all leads into why
0: fuck the fuck the fitness industry because the fitness industry sells complete nut BS from from start to finish, uh, and whether that's you no. Know, if we're going to talk about, you no, know, we've got an obesity crisis now and. The reason that I want this podcast to be different is because when you listen to any other podcasts, they're the same mundane, monotonal, boring, shite of diets, workouts, diets, workouts. Mm. And to really help somebody, because of the journey that I've been on myself, as you know, and now as you know, it wasn't a diet and a workout that was ever going to transform you. It was never a diet and a workout that was going to take you from the place you were to the place you are now. You know that yourself. Uh, this is my message to others. Uh, this is why I fuck the fitness industry, because the fitness industry, like I said, it's getting things massively wrong,
1: massively wrong. Okay, so before we go into what the fitness industry's getting wrong, uh, yeah. I've got my own opinions on that, about about what they're actually trying to do, and basically, I'm, I'm sure we'll get onto the fact that it's probably more to make money than it is to help people. Yeah, yeah. yeah everyone's, but, got, everyone's you know, got an angle. Everyone's but let's, let's talk about what your journey is because people won't know what you've gone through obviously like you're, you're fit and healthy yeah. um you know but you've gone through a variety of stages where you've it's, it's funny because i knew we were doing this today so i was thinking about this this
0: morning and you think like where i've come from so born into uh, no i was born into poverty no let's be completely honest no, so i was born into poverty where i come from and uh, we had very little growing up other than I had amazing parents, I was a very thin child. And I guess being born into poverty, and you don't have much. Like in my in my neighborhood, when we look back now, if we look like if we look at like child obesity, there was no beast when we were kids compared to how it is now. But no, because of no various things, which I'm sure we'll get into. But we didn't have much. I was a very thin child. Uh, loved sport. Always Love sport. I end up getting expelled from school when I was 14. At 14 I weighed eight stone. So my dad said, you're not going to roam around the streets, causing havoc, becoming up a tear away. He bought me an old, we uh, weight training bench. Come came with a plastic weight you were still standing yeah, So dad bought me a weight training bench and said, listen, when we were young, we all exercised and it taught us discipline and routine. And he said, so that's what I want you to do. He said, you're going to work out every day and you're not leaving this house until you've worked out. Uh, so that got me into into working out Uh, at 18 I then went and joined the gym I was still only 10 stone Uh, so I joined gym when I was 18 still very thin 10 stone like it literally pinched my skin I was that thin Uh, and then I fell in love with bodybuilding I seen a picture of Dorian yeah so he just won his first Mr. Olympia and it was a picture in the Sunday people and as these newspapers do especially like towards bodybuilding. They were trying to mock him for the way he looked and how big he was. And they had a page three guy comment that if she she stuck a pin on me, he would deflate. That type of crap. (laughs) But I just, I seen this guy that just stood there and he was, he looked strong. He looked dense and thick muscled. Like I looked at the guy and just thought, I'm this skinny kid. I don't look like him. Well, I'm I'm grown into a man though I won't look like him. Uh, So I fell in love with bodybuilding. Took quite well to bodybuilding, seemed to put a lot of muscle really quickly. Despite
1: your thin wrists, because I always like that story. Yeah, tell yeah, about so, your thin wrists. So I walked into a <laughs>
0: powerlifting club. Uh, this is the first gym I started. It was Park Road Powerlifting Club. And it was literally like, no. There was a doorway on the street that lit this first floor building, and it was pitch black. And you walked up these stairs, and I'm not kidding really you, you could either banging and clanging in this gym. Uh, and you open the door, and you got this whiff of just like, man just a man like sweat and i stuck my head in and it was just bodies everywhere and sweat and dust and plates all over and his voice said to me son you need a train i'm like yeah me a little squeaky voice he's like throw a couple of quid in that bag son and get on with it if you need any help give me a shout and it was just to me they all look like giants i'll, I'll never forget one of these guys says to me what do you want to do son so i seen a picture of the story yet. i said i want to i want to be a bodybuilder." he grabbed me by the wrist and went no chance son he said, your wrists are too skinny, you're never going to put no muscle on. I was like, shit, like that wouldn't, what I going to do, this guy who looked like everyone else in that gym, carried a lot of muscle, he just just me I'm not going to do it. Well I remember being at school and teachers telling me I wasn't going to do something, I think that's what got me into smear, problems at school. I thought, you know what, screw you pal, screw you, watch what I do. Uh, and my goal from that day forward was, I want to put as much muscle on as I can. So like I said, I fell in love with bodybuilding. Uh, Fast forward, end up in a relationship that wasn't healthy for me, probably wasn't healthy for the both of us, uh, end up being a beast. So this old getting big thing didn't stop with just putting muscle on. I then started getting a lot of body fat. But I think I found security in the fact that I was so big, because I was just way bigger and stronger than everybody else. And I mean, you, know, you can ask people in my gym what was eating like when he was really big, and they're like. Phew you wouldn't find no weight in the gym when he was training because he had more. I know I was scary strong, uh, but I also got really fat, hence I become 330 plus pounds obese. Uh, so I've gone from really thin skinny child to a really thin teenager to a really thin lean young man, which then put a lot of muscle on really quickly. Uh, and then before I know I'm now 300 plus pounds, 330 plus pounds obese. Uh my life at a little bit of a uh, what should we say sticky point a uh, bit of a roadblock Pretty much lost everything other than when my relationship broke down uh, inside this relationship there was a little boy involved as well. Uh he wasn't mine. And when I met this girl, the little boy was one. We split up, he was coming up nearly six and she said, listening, no, I'm not loving you no more. There was nothing nasty involved. It's just a relationship, it wasn't working. She's listening, he's not yours. I don't think you should see him no more. Uh, so literally, at that point, communications broke down. House got repossessed, car got repossessed, you know, there was debt involved. Ended up, like I said, losing everything, my family, my home. The only thing I had left, I'd actually bought that gym the same year. Now I'd bought the gym obese. I did make club security. So the guy that I worked with, John, uh, he was going to pick his wages up one night, he said, "Ian, hey, I'm selling the gym. I had no money, but I said to him, John, I want it. The strange thing about this is, I always said I was going to have a gym when I was younger. I remember a school teacher saying, what do you want to do? I was like, for some unknown reason, I want to own a gym. It used to be a Mastercard garage down uh, near where I lived. And I always said, that sure. and one day I going to open the gym, just out randomly. Uh, so yeah, John worked nightclub security with me, he said, "Ian, hey, I want to sell the gym. I said, I want to buy it. I had no money, ended up blagging my way into buying this gym, a little help from my from my dad. Uh, and then, like I said, I bought the gym being a beast. I mean, who that? Who buys the gym being the beast? 330 plus pounds, I bought this gym. And then my life went peat Tom and everything, you no, know, went wrong. What could go wrong went wrong. Uh, and then I had a breakdown one day in front of the mirror next door, uh, stood there, Pretty much stripped off to my box of shorts, and I had an honest conversation with myself, and was like, "The mess you've got yourself in, you're gonna have to put this right." And then I went on this crazy uh, weight loss journey, lost over 115 pound in six, seven months, and it's it's, it's snowballed into uh, now transforming, helping transform other people. So my journey is it's been a bizarre one, you know, with what I did with my body, all extremes from one extreme to another, and, and from an extreme to an extreme. Uh, in the, no, when I'd lost 115 pounds, I looked at every bit of bodybuilder, so I was ripped, you've yeah. seen the pictures. Yeah. But then that wasn't healthy. Mm. No, I found myself very lonely, I, I couldn't have a relationship.
1: Uh, so I, again, is that because you were just being so, so strict with what you were eating yeah. and living like a monk kind of thing?
0: Yeah, because the, you don't give yourself any time for anybody else or anything else. Uh, single, partying a lot. Uh, yeah, no, training the way I, I would live my lifestyle come before everything else. Mm-hmm. So it was from one extreme to another. Uh, so yeah, that, no, for me, losing all that weight from me 330 plus pounds morbidly, basically like my BMI was 58 point, something if you put me on the BMI chart, nearly 60. And then I was like, single figure body fat. Now everyone told me I was gonna have all this loose skin and you're never gonna lose all this weight. And, and again, mm-hmm this little voice that Ian's always out of like well I want well, to show you but that that's not mm-hmm. true uh, and I end up single figure body fat and that was extreme and then as life does it you know it keeps moving forward and then you know, I progress with others and I realizing within myself that I can't continue to live like this if I want to be happy then this has got to change so as you see now I've morphed into this healthy happy, you know, my relationship with food, my wife, my friends, uh, that's all got to be on point. And I think that's where the fitness industry also lets people down as well, when they're saying, well, you've got to you know, do this diet and train this many times and everything's too rigid and strict. And I think yeah. the average person on the street, when you, whenever they think about maybe getting a personal trainer or going to the gym, they think of that extreme side, oh, well, I can't have this and I'm not allowed yeah. that. And I've got to do five, six, seven days a week at the
1: gym. And it's just as you know, it's, it's not true. It's mm-hmm. not true. So like just so people know, that noise, this is a working gym, that was someone yeah. coming in, wasn't it? And that's why you can hear like little weights banging in the background. So that's Yeah, it. that buzzer was and that, and someone a, there. That, for the me gym. that's a good thing, it makes it, it makes it feel you know. it's well, really like, like I said, that's
0: I'm I'm in the industry, this is what I do. Yeah. No, I've had my gym for twenty two years in January. So it's not like no a lot of people now especially online they teach them from theory aren't they let's be honest no, they're very smart guys and girls but they teach them from theory
1: mm. right nothing I teach you from theory some of them some of them are like half decent aren't they and then some yeah, of course them are, that, yeah. some of them are just making it up as they go along reading long there, yeah. from theory and yeah. you know there's a place for that but this gym I think is is different so we'll talk about We'll talk about that and the reason the reason i'm here is because like i've i've been on a few podcasts before I've presented a few podcasts All of a very successful podcast don't let <laughs> him fool you yeah. um so and and we wanted to like kind of bring you out and and kind of just say what you do for people and, and what ian's done for me is that you've changed my mindset so my my background was i was a half decent cyclist as a kid Always kept myself fit, played football, and when I think about it now, I always carried too much body fat, which is a really strange thing. I've been light before. I've been like down to like in eleven stone, nine and things, which is lighter than I am now. And I was carrying more body fat. I was carrying Skinny body fat. fat. Yeah, um, and I never really particularly built any muscle. I just became light and, and things like that. And I had this really really strange relationship with food, I drank too much, um, and then all of a sudden, you know, over, it, well, it seemed like all of a sudden, it was over a period of years, I started thinking, I don't have time to look after myself, I don't have time to take care so of myself, I don't deserve the yeah. time to take care of myself. It's not everyone's story now. It's we everyone, because it's a society we it's live a society in. a problem. We've got these problems where people will just uh, put themselves last, and, yes. and for whatever reason, they'll, they'll put their jobs first, and yeah. they'll put... You know, obviously, like family matters and things like that. But of course They it want does. you alive. They want you well, fit in here. Yeah, I was and just and about happier. to
0: say family matters, but family only matters if you are here and present right now and mm-hmm. in, in the best version that you can be. Yeah, you know, exactly. not putting yourself laughing. No, we have all these, we have these discussions uh, so, regularly. So I came
1: in, like, I came in as a 40, was, was I? I was 40. I'd just gone 40. Yeah. Um, and it's just over a year ago. And what was a 16 stone nine? Um, 16 stone nine when I came in. 40 plus waist? It was nearly, that was like 39 waist. 39, inch 39 waist. waist. And over time, like my we're, we're waist 26 at the minute. <laughs> and I'm 12 stone six. And I've been down, like, you know, we're, we're fluctuating, we're going to, I'm quite happy with where I am yeah. and stuff like that. But what, the big thing that you did for me, which was really, really different, was. And I wouldn't have done this on my own. What I kept on trying to do is I would go in and I would train like I used to when I was fit. I'd lost it and I wouldn't accept where I was on any given day. So I would always compare myself to myself at my best or near to my best. And every time I did a workout, I was absolutely crippled by that idea that I wasn't as good as I used to be. And then I'd stop and I'd give up. But instead of that, you kind of just said, right, we're just going to do enough. And you trained me to do enough and now my enough is huge isn't it like oh, yeah, what well, I do I, like, what you do right me. now is like crazy but it's only
0: been a year to but get this is get the get biggest together. societal problem isn't it that people are comparing themselves not just with their, their former selves but comparing themselves with what they see now mm. and especially because of so- I'm not blaming social media it's just easy to have access yeah. to be able to do that you know, everyone loves to like it's social media's fault it's not really no, we still do it as adults it's our responsibility but it's easier to have access to that and now it's a societal problem where we compare everything with everything we compare ourselves to how we used to be we compare ourselves with you know, maybe it's our friends that seem more successful than we are we compare ourselves with people online that we don't even know. You know look at that perfect body without realising the truth of what goes on behind them perfect bodies which is no, no, none of that's healthy by the way and all these perfect bodies you see inside the fitness industry are you not
1: know, healthy you know because we talk about it? And and there's no such thing as a perfect body and that no. photoshopping and stuff. And that's another yeah. interesting thing actually I'd like to talk about from from your gym's perspective. You'd think that like, you know if when you walk into your gym it's it's definitely a gym. It's almost yeah. old school in its, it's field. Very old school. In its field. Yeah. But then you come in and the people are diverse and there's there's a lot of women train here. Like yes. a lot of women train here and there's we never get any of that thing that you see on social media all the time no. which is people being ogled women feeling uncomfortable and stuff and there will, not n- there will not be for one second anyone who feels embarrassed to come in and not know what to do and there's always someone around who will say oh, you don't know what to do i'll no. help you on that and that's the the kind of ethos that you've got you here know go it's to strange
0: you. when i first bought the gym the gym had a six month reduction on its rent so it was on the verge of shutting down and at the time Fitness Fest was in town now. Fitness Fest were the biggest gym chain in the world, by not I remember someone had said to me, "You will never ever get girls to train that gym because they want cardio machines and not weights." Mm-hmm. And again, that inner voice. We'll see. Oh, I'm going to show you that that's not true because I knew then that everyone should have been weight. I mean, the scientific literature now would say like the key to having amazing health and life now, especially as we age, is weight training. I knew that. 22 years ago,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and I told people this 22 years ago. I'm not just saying it now. I said this then. I didn't need no scientific paper to tell me that. I already knew. It. I already understood that back then. So that's you no. Know, I said you no. Know, women need to weight train just like men do, and the environment in this gym, as you know, the building's what 100 year old, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a very old school feel when you come in, but you know yourself, you have a very modern and scientific thinking and outlook of what we do and how we do it. Uh, so yeah. yeah someone asked said to me the other day like what's your gym like I said the gym's very old school I said imagine like sort of Goals gyms Venice
1: 1970 odds I said but
0: they're mixed with a very uh, scientific and modern
1: outlook on health and life and happiness a yeah. little bit like uh, when when Rocky goes to train with Apollo Creed and he goes back to the, like Apollo Creed's gym and it's just normal and there's no yeah. like you know there's no fuss no. But everything's there and the people are really like don't think they're friendly with Rocky at first they give him a hard time they give him a hard time but, but like yeah. you know, that's not what <laughs> maybe it's not the best analogy however it's that kind of feel you know where to proper I gym, think you know no as you know now, to join my fitness
0: facility you know I, I don't announce it as a gym I don't compare it with anybody any other gyms uh, you know I have a consultation with everyone I had a consultation on Friday with a lady and I said literally I meet everyone before I come in hmm. I said so like if you do not fit and you're not getting in because I'm protecting my people, my gym family, I'm protecting the environment around them, I'm protecting the energy around them. Uh, and you have to remember people that come here all want to be healthy and happier, yeah? so yeah. that's got to be protected. Mm-hmm. No and again, and this is when I say, what aim my f- 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 the fitness industry. look what the fitness industry doing it's creating you take the the big chain gym models. It's mm-hmm. the exact
1: opposite of what we were talking about. Yeah, they don't want people to attend. No, do they? That's they want right, people to have, have memberships and don't yeah, come, whereas right. you want everyone to come and you're like a bit like, you know, that that's the only time I've ever seen you really go hard on people, it's when they're not coming, they're not tracking yeah. the food, they're not tracking their the calories. No because, telling no, them that they need to do that. If
0: they're coming to tell me they are unhappy and I say, Listen, this is the blueprint, not just that I've used, but thousands of people as you over twenty two years from mums, dads, athletes, amateur athletes, professional athletes, former Olympians. I say, listen, this is the blueprint. This is what we do. This is what I would like you to do. As you know yourself, I do not tell no one, you must do this. You must do this, you must do that. I don't tell them that. I say, this is what I would like you to do if you want to go from here to here. But it's on you to do them things. Hmm. Right, well, if you tell me you're unhappy, you're overweight, you want to lose weight, you're unfit, you want to improve your fitness. And I say, do. I would like you to do X, Y, and Z. And then you don't do it, right? As an adult, you just lie to me. Yeah. And now, now we've got problems. No, that's that's when I, not so much lose my shit, but like, my patience is tested
1: because they've told me one thing as an adult, and they're doing the exact opposite. And for us to ever make any progress, that has to change. Yeah. I so think one of the things I think I learned as well was you know if I have a day where I eat more. I do something more, just track it anyway. Just yeah. Be honest with yourself, just stick it in there and be like, Yeah, I ate like 500 extra calories that I didn't need. I think people, and, people
0: and this is part of the problem, isn't it? Again, part of the problem with the fitness industry people are so up on diets, mm. and we all have all these so called industry experts, and all I harp on about is diets, workouts, diets, workouts, diets, workouts. And it's like, This that isn't helping nobody, it's not helping general
1: population. You, you, and when now. you say diets, you don't mean like what people eat, you mean a specific diet, like whether that's an Atkins diet or whether that's like keto or whether that's like I think anything. people have
0: to understand that their the eating habits are their own, as you found out. Your eating habits are your own. I didn't tell you, Paul, you must eat like this. Yeah. I said, listen, this is your energy requirements, Paul, for what you want to achieve. Uh, your eating habits are your own, fit inside that and yeah. we're not going to take you from where you are now eating the way you are and saying, right, we're going to go all the way over yeah. here. The the trick was is to say, right Paul, understand your energy requirements. How you're eating now you fit them into your energy requirements and then you know yourself, we all know as adults we should be probably making better choices. And I can guarantee, along them steps of that journey, as you've made progress, you yourself have thought I can make a better choice than what I did, even though I fit them into my energy plan, my nutrition plan, call it whatever you want, you still knew that well I can actually
1: do that a bit better. And yeah. if i want to get better i should maybe do that a bit better yeah for me like obviously my my problem as you know was i'm a vegan so my protein was really low and i was I being was a vegan isn't a problem <laughs> but the problem yeah. was well, just to clear that up because i don't want people to think like oh like
0: i don't like this yeah all you low. didn't you never said don't Bash be a vegan. type of methodology yeah, like yeah methodology or ideology or
1: but you did say your protein's low yes your vegans, protein's uh, concerningly uh, yeah. low and that was And that was what I needed to fix, and I found that. Yeah, I find that with vegans, no,
0: with all vegans that have reached out and asked for help, the protein levels are always low. No,
1: No, and it's not helping with the health, Mm. it's not helping with, especially inside a a gym environment, what we're trying to achieve. Yeah. Yeah. And and that was like a, a mindset change. So, again, like everything you do is down the mindset. And as soon as I was thinking, okay, I need to look for protein, all of a sudden, the rest of the stuff I didn't feel that hungry anymore because I was just like right, I was on the search for protein and it almost became like what protein, protein can I eat what pro- yeah. protein can I eat and I was full all the time but And then I think, no when
0: you said like no what makes what you do different I think it stems right back to the very first time mm. we meet mm. the consultation although I didn't have one although you didn't have one <laughs> uh, the only one Paul's one. wife had a consultation for him <laughs> and then signed up That's a good one. Yeah, it was fantastic. But from that very first day we met, we started speaking, yeah, having conversation, so then I'm asking you questions and when I'm asking you questions, I'm learning about you, I'm learning how you respond. how you, Paul responded when I first met him, how he does now, Yeah, completely different. But then I also know, if I was to ask you a question now and you don't answer it in the same energy as you normally would, then I would say, Paul, like, is anything up? No, are we feeling? Are we tired? No, so I pick up on all these things because of the conversations we have. There's, n- there's too much emphasis put on working out, especially if you're a personal trainer, yeah. a coach. Too much emphasis put on working out and not enough emphasis put on the conversation whilst working out. Yeah. Because no, because there's none of this. We don't have to be in a gym, right, as a personal trainer, smashing people. Don't get me wrong, I'm fond of it. <laughs> Just put that out there. I love hard work. Really do. But in the the right set in the right context uh, it can be fun but it was almost like when i first started this old personal trainer people and the online thing come along it was almost like it was frowned upon that a personal trainer would talk to his client while they're working out
1: mm. it
0: was almost like well you know especially with these, some of these industry big wigs like that person's paying you the uh, training. you shouldn't be talking whilst you're training them. and i was like how are you ever going to get to be able to help that person if you don't speak and you're not getting to know them? So that always sort of rubbed me up the wrong way. Like, I had these big names in the fitness industry saying that, like, these people are paying for your time. Count the reps for them. and Count the sets, the sets for them. And I was like, count the fucking reps and sets. I'm like, why would I do that? They're an adult. If I say, listen, I want you to do 10 of that, 15 of this, 20 of that, do that three times. As an adult, if I should do that, you should do it. I shouldn't have to be there counting for you. Uh, but then you know... The, the conversations the time that, that frees up in between sets wherever we don't that's where we make real progress
1: yeah and you, you've never like been for me and I don't know like you diff- I notice you are different for different people but for We've me you've, never, be, you've never had to yeah. yeah you've never had to push me because you know that I always want to do yeah. more and I'm quite quiet about that but I'll just like continue I'll do what I need to do and I always want to do more, I always want to do like heavier, or I always want to do more cardio, and I'll go and do like you know, massive bike rides and things like that. And and you don't need to be screaming uh, at me to do like 10 more or whatever. When you've normally go trained now, and coach people me. as long as where I have,
0: you'll realize that because everybody is individually, individually unique, that your approach to how you would train mm. yourself the girls at boot camp or my guys at man camp or fiona who come in at 50 year old after yeah losing a substantial amount of weight herself and then
1: stalling and couldn't get out of the bath and now leg presses yeah, the the yeah yeah that's right
0: yeah couldn't yeah. get out of the bath and now she does dips of fun and because these are all individuals and the approach is going to be very individual hmm. uh, it's not what to call a, a cookie cutter plan so yeah, that was yeah, one yeah, size, yeah. One size fits all I one guess, size fits yeah. all type thing. Uh and again, if I was to be that person that just sold a workout or just sold an exercise class, take my boot camp for example. If I just sell an exercise class, it's just generic cookie cutter shit. Even the people inside my boot camp, I know individually what nickel's capable of doing. And I'll show the talks too much, don't put any Nicola. <laughs> you know, and you know because you've been around them like so, and then Sue's new, so like right, got to focus on make sure Sue's doing yeah,
1: because exactly. the rest of the and, yeah exactly yeah, and and again, like with with me it's it, you'll you'll focus on like technique and things like that, and if my no technique's ever shabby, just pick me up on it and make sure it's better for next time. yeah,
0: yeah, it's funny, I, I had a conversation with uh, one of my young guys on Thursday on and I, I've been, Owen's been with me now for three years, four years. Uh, and Owen came when he was, I think he was maybe 16, eating disorder, body dysmorphia, uh, low self-confidence, low self-esteem, maybe some bit of depression, come for a consultation with his mum, so his mum brought him. And I've told and I said to him on Thursday, I said, Owen, from day one, if I let you just do something slightly wrong, you imagine where that wrong would have been now, today, three, four years down the line. So, because we don't let that slightly wrong go, tweak that, put that right, mm-hmm. stops it there and then.
1: You okay. imagine just like sort of being half assed with and letting it go. Yeah, yeah. And it's where like people get injured and you know, and then people are set back and, yeah. and whatever. Um, but if people do get injured as well, like I was injured uh, for a period of time and we trained throughout, didn't we? Like, um, we did. And, I can't put Paul. Paul
0: fell off his bike.
1: Yeah, I, fell, I didn't get injured <laughs> in the gym. I yeah. fell off my bike, getting all excited. And no, we
0: still. Well, we still trained i me. Mean, Where I sent you straight away was listen. You fell off your bike, get injured, but that's not setting us back.
1: Hmm.
0: Look at the positives from that. What can
1: we do? Well, you know what? Yeah, well, yeah What can you do? What so I did the so immediately right, the yeah. mindset was fi- That was flipped away from what can't. What can't I do? and now can't because my wrist in a cast. You know. Can't do certain things, and I was thinking, Oh, I can't do all this stuff. What can you do? We can do legs, yeah. And then they, they went absolutely bonkers, didn't they? Yeah, so, possibly. so um, it's a, again, it's a mentality thing, isn't it? Everything's
0: mindset, isn't it?
1: Yeah, when it really boils down to
0: it, everything is how we address our thing, how, how we address everything mentally, yeah, everything, whether it's physical health, emotional health, mental health. Whether it's a eating habits, whether it's uh, relationship you no know, habits or things that are happening inside your relationship, you could come in and say, you know, i you like, oh, I'm going to get along with a wife or... And then that, you'd I never it, say that. Not that you know. would never say that. <laughs> but I'm saying, you could come in and say, I'm having problems yeah. in a relationship, and I'm like, so what are you doing now that you weren't doing when you first met and everything was amazing? Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, you know, we stopped doing this, or stopped doing that. Well, that comes down to the mentality thing, doesn't it? Yeah. Go back to doing it, go back mm-hmm. to doing things, but it's because we, our mentality changes when almost like, no one to say, oh well, I'm content or I've got comfortable. Like to me, that's a slippery slope. And someone says I'm content or I'm comfortable, mm-hmm. it's almost like well, we are accepting that we should then not get no better. Mm-hmm. We should still wear well. Well, the only problem with that is life and time in static. It, it's
1: moving on. It's that whole thing of like if you're not moving forward, you're going backwards. Yeah, it is. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. I think no, if we just had the outlook of what can I do to constantly improve? What can I do to improve my physical health, my mental health, the health of my relationships? Not just with your partner, but with food, with your outlook on life, with sleep. Which massive problem, especially with people that are trying to lose weight, mm. don't get enough That's sleep. Cool. So, if we had the mindset of what can I do just to keep improving? then if we all have that mindset, i 100% guarantee we'd all have a, a better quality of life. Yeah. No, across the board. And if we're always thinking that way, we, if we then always like glass half full and not half empty, mm-hmm. notice I think as humans, our default setting is, is quite negative. I don't know if it's a, a coming from where being a hunter-gatherer type thing where we were maybe always looking for danger, but I think as humans, our default setting is yeah. quite negative. I think that's the, the glass half empty thing, right? Yeah. If we can just flip that where, what can we do to be better tomorrow? What can we do to make life better tomorrow? D- yeah, yeah. this,
1: life may have thrown a care
0: ball at people. what can I take out of that? Yeah, this is me For now, to move forward. This is me now,
1: and that that's the reality, isn't it? And I think yeah, that's yeah. what you got me to do. You got me to accept reality. That was who I was now, because I was pretending I was something that I used to be. Yep. And then I accepted what I was now, and I've ended up being like kind of fitness-wise better than I've ever been. I think, you know, like yeah. uh, you know, um, absolutely. And, and today, like the reason I'm a bit dishevelled is I've been to, been to the velodrome. on the bike. Yeah, which is something well, I said I'd never it's funny do.
0: Because you remember the conversation where we, when I said like, Paul, like, did you ever have a sport? Mm. And you're like, yeah, I did a bit of cycling.
1: And you remember what you told me. Yeah, that I'll never, I'll never do it again. I had given up on the idea that I was ever gonna do it, and now like I'm a, I'm a qualified coach. I'm coaching kids regularly, and um, and but you see how that boils back down to mindset. Remember I said yeah, yeah.
0: We'll see about that when you said oh, I'm never gonna cycle again. Yeah, and that's the Well we'll see about that. And yeah, and then uh, because yeah. I knew if we could get you fit and healthy, you no, know, bring your body weight down, build your strength up, get your fitness back up. When you tell me you've got a passion for someone, when you love doing something, if you were in a, a physically better place to then be able to do that, that itch that is there. It's going to no, come back. But then when you're physically fit and healthy, your mindset, you think what it takes to become fit and healthy, your mindset, your mental health has got to improve. improved. Yeah. Yeah. No, when dad told me, like, you're 14 year old, you've just been expelled from school. No, wasn't big, wasn't clever. Not getting out of this house until you've trained every day because training taught us you know, to have some self respect, to to have a routine. You no. Know, I guess working out sort of it builds that mental toughness and resilience because you challenge yourself
1: with heavy weights. Dad knew what he was doing. Yeah, he's a good in your dad, isn't he? Yeah, that's um, a big knew what inspiration to you, and I'm sure that will come up in future episodes. So, from what I've gathered there, but the, fit, the fitness industry is actually saying you know all the things they're trying to sell you so one of the things we talk about quite often in the gym is that people think there's a magic pill so a lot of the time like so since i've lost weight looking better um, and what have you people say oh well, what have you done what have you done now that mixture of things it's very very interesting that people say a lot of people when i'm wearing baggy clothes they'll say have you got an eating disorder have you got an anorexic <laughs> Because they think that might be a magic pill, and then when I'm wearing tighter clothes, they say, "Oh, are you taking something? Are you on steroids?" Which again is like another idea of a magic pill that's just going to fix but everything. Yeah, but yet, yeah, neither of those look, things. Are true. The people look at, they look
0: up to on the internet, on Instagram, and yeah. are the people that take steroids, and then they'll yeah. throw their accusation at someone that the know, one of the friends, or the family, or a work colleague, and it's like. So it's a derogatory term that you friends, but you're idle. that is all, No, you know, this amazing physique. It's perfectly fine for me, don't mention that whatsoever. Yeah, yeah it's weird is isn't it? But then I think it's a bigger, again, another societal problem is to look like they've got an eating disorder.
1: Well, th- there's a big problem there because, like, you look at photos from the 70s and things like that, and I think I would probably be above average build. People would be thinking I would be the big guy. Yeah, yeah. Right? And now they think I'm, oh, the, if you look the, I'm like, the skinny guy.
0: If you look post-19, oh, sorry, pre-1980, hmm. you look at pictures pre-1980 when obesity just wasn't prevalent whatsoever. Like, yeah, people were just like, normal, thin, like, mm. not everyone worked out, but no, like there was no obesity. Where if you we stuck you in now, like, who's the dude with the shoulders and the chest the arms like because you work out yeah. yeah. someone said you're got to
1: eating disorder yeah they think I'm too skinny and like you know you Bro, brow eye it, too much weight nobody ever
0: told me when I was 330 pounds other than my sister that told me I was fucking fat because <laughs> we have like this love relationship <laughs> uh, nobody else told me my sister told me nobody else told me so did anybody tell you like Paul like no oh, put a bit of weight on. Oh, Paul, like well, I do.
1: Your face looks a bit swollen today. I do. I do work with um, some kids who left me in, <laughs> in no <laughs> doubt that I was a, a, a big fat golfer. Isn't it funny though that no,
0: in the bigger picture, that people just don't, they won't bring that up. It's almost like it's accepted. Well, you can be overweight it's totally normal, but as soon as you lose weight, like if you've got an eating disorder,
1: yeah, or yeah. are you taking some type of performance-enhancing drug because you look good that was one of the, more, the, one of the more challenging things actually for me was the way people reacted and you're like why do you keep on talking about how I look I'm not even doing this for looks I'm, no. I'm doing this for, for health reasons and it, it kind of was a bit uncomfortable though. well again
0: because we have this, you know, this billion dollar industry that's pushed this superficial thing mm-hmm. it's in our faces 24-7 is that like you've got to look
1: if you work out you've got to look like this yeah, and we yeah. all end up looking completely different when we well, work out. Because yeah, you've, it's got a, you, you've it's as unique as your face, isn't it? Your it's, it yeah. Yeah. Well, it's
0: quite funny because the, there was a commercial gym on the Marina. It was called Lifestyle Fitness, and they were the first commercial gym I saw it to sort of show up. And then I have like 20 personal trainers in their gym. Hmm. Now, I know in that gym, them personal trainers used to call me the fat personal trainer. Hmm. So after I was really, really fat, yeah. and then I got really ripped, and then I met my wife, and she fed me. So she made me sort of have high body fat levels. This group of trainers called me the fat fat trainer. Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't 6% body fat, because I didn't have abs. So because I'm now just a normal guy, as in like, not a normal guy, as in Berlin's like, now we 11 stone, which <laughs> I'm not. But because I'm now like 15% body fat, i will fat. Because if you look at people in the fitness industry, and the personal trainer's got the six packs out and you know, they're ripped, not the rest of it. It's that old false fake look that's pushed by a billion dollar industry to say, well, this is what fitness is about. It's, it's not as it? if you don't look like that. Then if, if you don't look like and that, and then you're well. not fit
1: and healthy. And yet you see athletes, and like obviously I'm into cycling and none of them are looking like that. They look totally different. Yeah. Or you get like, you know, powerlifters who don't look like that they, they, they well. the funny really thing is now
0: I've never probably been this fit and healthy ever mm. and I'm not young no more I mean let's mm-hmm. face fact like another four years, and I'm in my half century so I'm not young right well I've never been this fit and healthy ever physically mentally emotionally spiritually like best place I've ever been yet my body fat levels aren't the lowest I've ever been nowhere near mm-hmm. but again it's another problem with the fitness industry, fitness industry isn't it that that we push this all well to be fit healthy, you've got to look like a uh bear watch, It
1: sells stuff, doesn't it? That's the thing. And that's that's another thing about being here. You're not here to sell people stuff, you're here primarily to help people. Obviously yes. you deserve to earn a living. You deserve to do Absolutely. well from life. That's fine, yeah. we all do. Of course we don't. But that is not like you're that's doing it as a consequence of doing something good and helping people and making people's lives better.
0: Yeah. If you can provide a service that brings value to others, then you will be paid handsomely for that. So,
1: I don't need to earn. You should be paid handsomely for you that. You should be, that. be paid handsomely <laughs> for I think, <laughs> Not no. necessarily
0: though. No. no, not necessarily, but I think, no, for the vast majority of that, if you can provide that for others, if you can bring value to others, you'll be paid for it, especially if you know you work for yourself. Different, I guess, inside organizations where you have structures and stuff that hold you back. Uh, but with myself and you know individuals that are in the fitness industry and that they're, they're self-employed, they're their own boss, the company directors, whatever. If you don't have the right reasons and you bring value to people, and I mean, doing it for the real right reasons, then of course you should be paid handsomely for it. Mm. No, you know yourself. I give up a lot, of, a lot of time for other people, and it's funny because when COVID it, or right before COVID it, I would think nothing of putting seven days a week in. Mm. So if you said like, I can't train. 'Cause now I only train clients mainly Monday at Thursday and I won't train no one Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Back then, if you were to say, can I do Friday, Saturday, Sunday? And I said, yeah, no problem. Mm. Not thinking like, well, what's Mrs. Glasgow planned for the weekend? I just like, yeah, we don't want it. And then COVID it and all of a sudden like the government comes on and just goes, boss, like your gym's closed, like. Mm. And it made me reevaluate. You no, know, how much time am I giving to everyone else? You no. Know, is it really worth an X amount, to then lose X amount? Like we said at the beginning, like you no, know, family means everything. When you're there and you're present, yeah. you're healthy. Uh, so that's, yeah, the old COVID thing, me reevaluate. Uh, and now I've got a nice balance, as in I still get to be able to help people. Mm. I still have a lot of free time to do things that I want to do with people that I want to do them with, things that I enjoy doing. That's important. Mm. Uh, that's real health yeah no it's not not to do with having a six pack know what i mean yeah nothing to do with having a six pack
1: yeah it's it's, it's being mentally healthy as well yes. as everything else but I, think I think
0: right now we've got a mental health crisis like it's never been more important that we really admit like what does it take to be really fit and healthy yeah. across the board not just when we talk about being fit and healthy look at someone go, oh he's got muscles or he's got abs or that babe's hot in a bikini or no, when we talk about health now, it's like physically healthy, mentally healthy, across the board. You no, know, business, careers, families, relationships, relationships and nutrition and food. Someone gone, come and leave him. Mm. Uh, So I think across the board, we have, when we, we talk about health and fitness, we should cover everything. Mm. No, you know, that's my approach that you no, know, I wouldn't want someone to go look at me when I know mentally they're suffering. No, it's not important that you look a certain way if your mental health is getting left left behind. I think that was one of the problems that I found that when I was ripped, my mental health was getting left behind. Yeah. I think I was in, probably in a really bad spot. It's funny because my wife always says like, when I met you I could see that you weren't happy. Hmm. And yet, from the outside I guess looking at other than what she's seen, you no, know, had my own business, single guy, ripped, uh, nice design of wardrobe, nice car, mm. but now my mental health was being left behind because I put that old physique thing first. Yeah. And again, no, because I don't teach from theory, I teach from experience, this was all meant to happen like this. You know, I'm under no illusions that like,
1: these lessons were not there for me to learn from. So you talked about like all those different. Uh, you've got the mental aspect here. You have got the physical aspect. You've got your nutrition as- aspect. I'm sure in future episodes you will talk about Jim Grill, which is uh, a nice new business. Nice little <laughs> uh, venture and Everyone yeah. should get themselves there because uh, the food is absolutely amazing. It's been getting great reviews and That's it's true. all calorie checked and healthy, uh, full of protein. Yeah, I,
0: uh, there's been this big thing as there, since the government announced that we should put calorie totals and everything. Oh, there's been a bit of a backlash towards it, but my take on it is we've hit this point now where the majority of people in this country are overweight or obese, and you remember I speak to people on a daily basis about their weight, and I can guarantee nine times out of ten if someone comes in asking about weight loss and I say, do you understand how weight loss works? They don't understand about energy. They don't understand about calories. Is it a good thing that then we can start teaching them about their own energy requirements and what calories are and how many calories are in this food or that food, I think it's a good thing. I don't yeah. think there's no there's no negative connotations that we've put calorie totals on anything. I think if you're looking at something as, oh, we put a calorie total on it, like, that's going to cause something of an eating disorder, which I hear all the that's not true. Because you no. put a calorie yeah. total on something, it does not cause an eating disorder. An ex girlfriend of mine, uh, very successful international athlete, she was, had an eating disorder yeah. from being very young. That was like, 25 plus year ago it wasn't because there was not calorie totals or anything, It was mental health problems because, And
1: it was the pressure on people to look a certain way yeah. or to do a certain thing or not understand of things and I yeah. think like, you know, I know some people who've got eating disorders who can't eat like any food, you know, they, they really struggle and calorie totals for them actually help them um, to try and hit certain things yeah. when they're getting healthier but like, you know, information isn't what's causing the no, problem it's, not, not. it's our society that's causing the problems for them and I feel absolutely is, terrible for those right, people yeah. who have got, got to help those people as well you know from the other side don't you because a lot yeah. of people need to lose weight and a lot of people need to just have a healthier relationship with food because like I would say I had a, a, a eating disorder drank too much that kind of thing in a way because like I was just well, eating, was just eating in a say, really uh, erratic like fashion you eating disorder
0: no longer just being anorexic and bulimic Mm. Eating disorders now come in many many fashions. Uh, having a terrible relationship food, with food, looking at certain foods and saying I'm not allowed to like touch or go near that
1: that food yeah. group. Like, yeah, and no. as much as mine was like like I'm saying an eating disorder, it's not a classified eating disorder, and people have real genuine problems. But yeah. I certainly had a ridiculous relationship with food, and I had some real mental well, problems. It's, about it's
0: funny, food. so my ex girlfriend, when I found out that she had an eating disorder. It was always under control when she focused on knowing what she was eating. Mm. And she was one of the first to encourage me to more look at your overall calorie intake. Because back then it was just like, am I getting enough protein? Eat me workouts. I'm younger, my genetics has let me get away with certain things. And she said, no, you know what, you should actually focus on like, no, your overall calorie intake, how much fat are you taking in? Uh, and when she was doing that, she always had a her eating disorder. Was always well under control when she was focusing on doing the right things.
1: Uh, so, like you said, there it actually helped. It actually helped her. Yeah. Yeah. And when it comes to eating sensibly and eating, you know, I would always try and eat barely anything like under a thousand calories a day, that kind of thing. Oh, it's- and that kind of thing and you've never ever said anything like that it's always been a really healthy amount of calories something yeah. that's really sustainable long term
0: well it's not it's like again no so then we the fitness industry talks about diets doesn't it? look at mm. what are the fitness industry push like we've seen them all from 500 calorie diets 800 calorie diets like i think the nhs at one point were pushing an 800 calorie diet it's insane mm. it's completely insane unsustainable you take and, torture well you're taking the beast people Let's t- I'll take myself as an example. If I was £330, I was polishing what? 10,000 calories a day off? Maybe. Let's just, say, <laughs> well, let's just say fat Ian was putting 10,000 calories a day in. And then HS come along and go in, eight, eight, 800. Is that sustainable? I'm doing 10. Then HS have just told me to do 8. 10,800. 10,000. Is that sustainable? What if I just said, you know what Ian? I was about to just cut back move a bit more, eat a little bit less. And the fitness industry hates that, by the way. Oh, move more, eat less. Guess what fat Ian did to start losing <laughs> weight?
1: Moved more, ate a bit less. I always remember you saying to me, what would you do with a dog? If a dog put on weight, you'd feed it less and you'd take it out for more walks. You would. Uh, <laughs> there's nobody can actually
0: sit there and tell that that's, that's not what they would do so you wouldn't
1: be like oh I think I'm going to, give, I'm going to put it on a keto diet no. I'm going to do intermittent fasting with my dog you know that's just preposterous it, when you it's think crazy. about
0: it it's crazy but again no boils back down to what are the fitness industry sell? Mm. what does the majority of the fitness industry sell? yeah because there's
1: always something along there like oh this is keto this is keto we'll, we'll sell me that or this is like and again know, it's everyone it's coming
0: from an angle because the no, they've got something to sell, it's, it's money before people's health, it's money before people's happiness because they think that money's going to make them happy yeah, and I guess those that sell this type of junk probably haven't got a good relationship with, relationship with themselves and think everything just comes around about boils down money and money's going to make me happy and with a bit of life experience well, No, know that's not true, I'm not people that have got a lot of money and they're not happy. Yeah, I've been involved in coaching programs with men. I was in a coaching program with some guys about three years ago, a bit longer. And one of the guys inside this program earned two hundred million
1: a year. I don't think you can earn that much, to be honest. But like, uh, you got co- it. He had <laughs>
0: contracts with the U.S. government. Mm. No, so this coaching program was for men around the world. Uh, and when he was asked, like, so what you're going to be saying, he said money's not a problem me. it'll be 200 million this year. He said, but I hate myself, I'm drinking every night, I'm smoking, I'm massively overweight, sleep in separate bedrooms with my wife, my relationship with my kids is terrible. He said, but you not know, from the outside looking in, be successful, nice home, plenty of money. He said, I'm not happy. And I was just like, wow. And It's mad because inside this group that uh, I was involved in, there was all types of men. You no. Know, trainers, coaches, businessmen, plumbers, electricians, like roofers, joiners, very successful entrepreneurs, like it was all types then and just to either different aspects from people, you know, of why they were there and why they weren't happy, and I don't nothing to do with money. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely for thought isn't it like not saying being broke
0: is going to make you happy no it's right going, it going to make your life really really it's difficult
1: really hard, but yeah. um the hard. idea of vast wealth isn't going to no fix uh, fixed uh, a
0: lot of these cookie cutter programs inside the fitness industry it's all just about you know making fast money because people i guess believe that that's what they should be doing to, to get ahead yeah but it's crazy because the i average uh career lifespan of a person trainer, coach is about a year and a half i'm sure the last time i checked some industry figures that's what it was like they don't last very long that's uh, which is a, crazy isn't it like you think now
1: probably screaming at people and Oh we live through, a, isn't a very we're living through an, a, an
0: obesity crisis we're living through a mental health crisis mm. and physical health and mental health should really go together they do go together so we've got more gyms than ever before more personal trainers than ever before more nutritionists than ever before and we're not making a dent in this obesity mental health crisis we're not making a dent in it at all it's not slowing down it's grown. Mm. You know, obesity's grown, mental health problems are growing and yet we have access to all these gyms and trainers and nutritionists and we've never had access to information like we have now and we're still getting wrong. for me the fitness industry is letting people down when you look at the fact that we are not making no progress with obesity, yeah, at all. Not, yeah. yeah. Is that because we push diets and workouts instead of addressing people's underlying issues of their mindset, how they think, or they've come to hab- have have the habit set that they've got now? Because that habit set now drives their life now. And it's driving all their choices. And let's be honest, fat in had a shitload of bad habits in it otherwise I wouldn't have ended up that way. Right, well that was never going to be addressed by diets and workouts, and being addressed by understanding my mental health, the way I was thinking, the habits that I'd created because of that. And then slowly but surely, starting to change things, you know, building new habits, not, I'm just going to give this up, I'll give that up, then you have this massive void of space and time and you just choose even more that habits. I was like, no, no, I've got to replace what I'm doing now
1: with doing something else. And then keep on doing that slowly but surely. Well, I think anyone who's been listening to this has probably got a load of tips um for, you know, maybe trying to change their own life in a lot of ways. So what else is going to be coming on this podcast? What are your what are your plans for? You know podcast? what, like
0: I said, when I've listened to fitness really podcasts podcasts and they're very monotone and they talk about the same shit. I want this podcast to be very real with real people. So I want to bring people on that I've got a, a real life story to tell. I don't just want to no, know, oh, got my industry celebrity friends on like, not that I have celebrity friends, because obviously I don't. But I don't just want to bring people on that like, oh, look at me. Now I've got this massive following on Instagram. I don't give a shit what following you've got. If you've got a story to tell, you transformed your life physically, mentally, you know, being some, some really bad shit and you got yourself in a really good place. Now there's a massive story and massive lessons inside that, that you can then pass on to other people. And I maybe
1: be, people will relate to that as well, won't they? Because be, well. Like yeah. what you want to do I suppose is, is you're trying to connect with with people who might be out there thinking, ah I can't do this, I can't have a healthier life. Yeah, I well I, I tell better. people all the time,
0: like listen, like I've been there so little story, other trainers that worked here, I was warming up one day in on a cross trainer and I made phones on, I actually didn't have no music or nothing playing. Some days, the gym is busy, I just put my headphones on just to say, like, leave me alone. Now I'm listening to someone. I'm on this cross trainer, warm up, and these two girls are warming up. They're going to train with another trainer that was here. And I heard one of these girls say, These don't know nothing about being overweight. Well, quite clearly, she was on a, I was on a cross trainer and she was on a bike facing me. And she's saying to my friends, These don't know nothing about being overweight in here. And I heard her say it. So I just moved my headphone. I said excuse me, I said you're about me. I said what? I said I just heard you said, you say these know nothing about being overweight in here. I said, so you're talking about me. And she said, but I'm just saying, like, no. Obviously he's a person trans, like, he's a fit healthy, like, no, what do you know about being overweight? So I had to stop what I was doing. <laughs> and I give him my phone and I said, Who was that? And she went, no, no. So that's me. That's not you. I'm like, I'm pretty certain it's fucking me. Like, I know that's me, like, it's me and I was 330 pounds and I told her listen, i being this place it rock bottom lost everything told her my story that girl left and within minutes of I leave him. I got a message just want to apologise I'm really sorry I shouldn't have judged you I knew nothing about you uh, were an amazing story from where you're being where you are now and then she opened up about why she actually come to the gym because she was going through some bad stuff mm. but she said
1: now I can relate to you because what you've just said, what you've been through. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of the that's one of the beauties of being here. So I think like the the ethos of this gym, hopefully, it comes across in the podcast, and people will enjoy listening to it, and people will get something out of it. Um, so, have you got anything like planned for the next for the next episode, or so is that going to be a big surprise?
0: I've got a, f- a few people have actually already reached out. Uh, yeah. A, a guy from America had reached out he's actually involved in insurance of gyms and stuff uh, so he said he's got some great stories to tell us about from the insurance side of what's happening inside gyms so I'm fairly saying he's got some good stories okay uh, there but like I said I, no real plans other than I want to bring real people on mm. I want to bring bring real people on that I've got a real story to tell and whether that's someone in the industry that's a you know, the a eye profile because they've been through some some real shit. Which one a, a guy that I follow? I'm actually am a paid subscriber, and he's his business model. Been through a lot. Industry sort of turned their back on him a few years ago when he'd uh, gone through a hard hard time. Sort of he'd messed up a little.
1: Yeah.
0: Well, messed up kind of big. But there was reasons and circumstances not make no excuses, but there was reasons why it happened mm-hmm. and I think it's too easy for people to judge people and you know, not be understanding, have no empathy towards what he was going through. And throw them away. And throw, throw them away. away like this guy is one of the smartest people in the fitness industry, but he also comes across in a very humble manner, like the way he speaks, I was drawn to him because he's very softly spoken. If he doesn't know something he say, I don't know. It's a big thing out. that you know. Oh, as as day, a, day, I was listening to a lecture he done, and somebody asked him a question. And he said, "Listen, I've got to be honest with you. I honestly don't know the answer to that. Mm. No, I'll, I'll sort of look into it and try and find out. But like, that's just, that's answer I was like, take someone really smart, just to be able to go. That's like, like, above where I'm at right now. Like, or I just don't know. That's not my subject, or not something I've really looked into." he was just open honest with him like I said I've seen what he went through he'd been through a, an hard time so people like that that he's got a story to tell mm-hmm. would be great to have on the show but I don't just want to bring people on because like oh well, yeah I've got a following yeah other uh, we've got the, the real real demo. stories here yeah. well if you're going to relate to people going to really relate to others then the story's got to be real hasn't it yeah there's no point bringing on just because like oh, seeing this person on like this TV show, that's so or no, what would be the point in that? No, so you bring a, say we bring a reality TV style, because now they've got a massive following, because of the are in the way, and I'm like, yeah, look at me, and I was on some reality TV show. What you sorry? Oh, well, yeah, like, just like, that out and I'm ripped, and, oh, here we go. Yeah. It's that same shit, isn't it? Look yeah. at me, I'm ripped away. So I don't want it to be that, I want to bring real people on, and have got real stories to tell that, and really, uh, connect with people listening and
1: watching. So, if people wanted to get in touch with you, if they had a story, how can they do that?
0: Right, if you got the website, I believe it's fcklefitnessindustry.com. We'd have to double check because
1: it's all new. Uh,
0: I'm sure my email address is on there. There's going to be some contact details on that. we
1: well. can put it in the description. Yeah, yeah. Put it in the yeah. description.
0: But fcklefitnessindustry.com, yeah. I'm fairly certain that's where it is
1: or twitter anything
0: like that? no twitter as of yet socials are also set up uh yeah. but they will be there i mean you can find me at all my f- channels in glass fitness yeah no that's me so if you've got any questions whatsoever twitter instagram facebook uh in glass fitness like i said the podcast is going to be its own thing so i'll have its own channels
1: eventually set up brilliant uh, well, it's been an absolute pleasure, Ian. I hope, uh, I hope it's been a painless experience. The first one, you know, when we we, uh, we been did good. this, we did this to get you out, and I think, I think your personality came out during the during the podcast,
0: oh, which is exactly what we want. It is. We want people to be able to say, you know what? Listen, that guy actually made a bit of sense. I'm gonna have a go at this. Like, I'm, if that guy was in that spot, like, if he can do it, I can do it. If he, Ian said like when well, he was overweight and he started moving mm-hmm. a bit more a bit less yeah. and my dog's overweight and I'm overweight so I'm going to walk the dog <laughs> and, eat the and feed him a bit less and listen we're making progress aren't we and yeah. if we can help people um, helping people helping others is always the right thing to do
1: brilliant I think that message has come across loud and clear this has been Fuck the Fitness Industry podcast number one yes well done we've done it happy days Take care and we'll see you all uh, again next time.